Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. How do you do? Mrs. Betty Jo Tucker feels it would be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh... Well, we warned you. Hi, all you horror fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. That somber voice you just heard belongs to mad movie man A.J. Hawkery doing his version of the actual introduction to Frankenstein, that 1931 horror classic starring Boris Karloff. Now, I think it's also a perfect intro for today's show because through the magic of imagination and technology, Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, filmdom's foremost horror duo, have agreed to return from the beyond to discuss horror flicks with us. Joining in this spooky fun are George and Lizette Bettinger from the wonderful Mom and Pop Shop radio show. The Bettingers are already waiting in our green room, but before bringing them on, let's check with Nikki Starr to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, is the chat room ready for our brave horror fans to sign in? It is. They're shaking with anticipation. Yes, and maybe just shaking because they're a little bit frightened. But I'm so glad that we do have people already signed up for the show. And I have to mention that before we even started today, we had seven people who said they liked the show. So I think we must have some supernatural force going on today. And thank you to Kelly Bennett. I believe she's in the chat. And we have uh, a couple of other guests, but I know there will be many more people who uh, sign up during the show. We really appreciate our chatters. And we also appreciate George and Lizette for taking the time to be here today. Folks, I like to call George Mr. Showbiz because he's the man of many, many voices. In fact, Nikki will probably remember that the last time he visited us, he brought along Jack Benny, George Burns, and Groucho Marx. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, George. Oh, thank you, Betty Jo. It's so great to be with you. I love your show, and I'm so happy to be here with my wife, Lisette. And Hello. We, we're, just, we're, just big, we're big fans. We love you. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for having us on. Well, I just am, am so pleased that uh, both of you could be here. Now, I know that your uh, popular mom-and-pop shop, 
show usually airs at this time. Yes, so yes. you had to rearrange your schedule to be with us. How were we you able to, to do, do that, some guys? Fancy dancing there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. But thank goodness uh, we were able to do both. And of course, we had to be on your show, Betty Joe. Of course. Well, I, I'm just uh, delighted, and uh, I'm so glad you worked out <laughs> some oh, other arrangements for you. Absolutely, absolutely. We're no, just it, it, we're it, delighted that we're on the show, yeah, and that we're going to have all pleasure. your listeners out there uh, be frightened to their very toes uh, by uh, <laughs> my very, very frightening and spooky husband. And um, I, I can be frightening at times too, but we <laughs> we won't talk about our dates, right, honey? <laughs> understand why you, you might have to be uh, frightening around uh, Halloween, and I know that you've got some spooky things going on over there at the Mom and Pop Show, which I will talk about a little bit later, but Lizette, I wanted to t- tell you that yes. after checking up on you, by uh-huh. watching some of your uh, YouTube videos, I'm a big fan now. Oh. I absolutely love your singing. You have such oh. impressive range and uh, feeling and experience. And I oh, even got goodness. to look at you and George uh, doing um, the oh, oh, yeah. Rudolph. for Rudolph. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Rudolph clip, which I hope we can also talk about that later in the well, show. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. That's very, very sweet of you. Yes, I, I do love to sing. I've sung ever since I was a child and um, had the good fortune of uh, working everywhere. Um, I was a performer at the Metropolitan Opera. I worked there. I worked in wonderful places, uh, the Thalia Spanish Theater. I won a little award for Best uh, Performance in a Musical with a Critics Award there. And um, the nifty thing about it is that um, with the voice, you can basically take it wherever you go. And I've had uh, some... Uh, some success here in South Florida where we are now. Um, it's um, really uh, a delight. I never get tired of hearing that people like to hear me uh, sing. And um, as far as that Rudolph clip is concerned, that was a uh, an actual performance uh, recording that we were doing for the Mom and Pop Shop CD, which was the catalyst uh, for the show that came much later on. We did that a year before we got married. It was kind of like our little Valentine, you know, to each other. And uh, it's uh, it really is uh, a quite a sweet memory and it's encapsulated and it's there forever and and what's so nice about it is that you fast forward it years later and there there it is to be enjoyed by uh, more and more people so thank you for featuring that i encourage uh, listeners to check that out and uh we you just uh held your own with uh with George, <laughs> definitely helps one must with be that. formidable to be with George Bettinger. There's no doubt about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Twenty oh years gosh. and counting, darling. We just keep showing up, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of showing up, I <laughs> I see that Mr. Lagosi and Mr. Karloff have arrived. So I want to. Before I bring them on, I want to give our listeners a little background on these horror greats. Bella Lugosi is best known for his creepy performance as Dracula in the 1931 film of the same name. And um, Boris Karloff 
for his scary monster in Frankenstein, released also in 1931. Now, while working together on eight films, they became friends, and in his book about these two, author Gregory Mank calls their relationship a haunting collaboration. Here are the movies the two actors appeared in with each other. The Black Cat, Son of Frankenstein, The Raven, The Invisible Ray, We're here. We're still oh. on the air, ladies and gentlemen. We're right here. We're still on the air? Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, Betty Jo was just listing the movies that Karloff and Lugosi did. And you right. know, you know, Billy Lugosi, he really yes, and it's my great pleasure now to, to welcome these two gentlemen, the movie out of headquarters. <laughs> Mr. Lugosi. Yes. Yes, Mr. Lugosi, you really creeped me out. In Dracula, and so that's one of the reasons I uh, thank you very much for joining us today. My darling, I want to let you know I love to creep you out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did. You did. You creeped me out. There's no doubt about that. And so I haven't really been able to enjoy uh, vampire movies uh, quite so much since since you did such a, a great creepy job. I want to know if I can put the bite on you for twenty dollars. <laughs> we're, we're so glad you survived what must have been a difficult trip to get here. And Mr. Karloff, I see you're here. We're also very happy to hear from you today. Are you ready to talk about horror films with us? Oh, I'm very ready to talk about horror films. In fact, I love your show, Betty Jo. It makes me want to sit down and have a little cocktail and enjoy all these things with these wonderful people coming up on my favorite holiday, Halloween. Oh, I can understand that it would be your favorite uh, Halloween, Mr. Karloff, and thank you for your um, for your wonderful, encouraging comments. But let's let's start out with this question. I, I'd like to hear from... Um, from both of you, because I've been wondering about this, even losing hey, this, this a little like, bit of sleep. Like, yeah, this is like the debates. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready. Okay, George, you, you can you can chime in too on this. But I want to ask Mr. Lugosi first: uh, Who is the scariest horror creature on film, in your opinion? The scariest horror creature on film is my landlord. <laughs> no, no, I am only joking, Betty Joe. The scariest oh. creature on film to me is Frankenstein. No, no, Dracula, me. Oh, you you think that it's uh, the, the the scariest creature is the the monster in Frankenstein? I do think that it is the scariest creature in Frankenstein. You know, they asked me to do the part, but I did not think it was sexy enough. Really, I did not know that. So you actually turned down um, playing the monster in, in Frankenstein. Are you sorry about that? No, I am not sorry about it, my dear, because you see, I was on Broadway in Dracula for 10 years, and I was doing very well. And when the movies came into sound, they said, Bella, Bella, we want you to play this Frankenstein character. And I said, no, all the monster does is grunt and groan. That is not for me, that is for Karloff. Oh, so you're the one that thought about uh, Boris Karloff. Uh, That's right. Mr. Yes, I recommended him. I gave him a good recommendation and a little bite on the chin. <laughs> oh no! Well, well, Mr. Karloff, do you 
do you agree with your fiend, I mean your friend, about uh, who the scariest uh, horror creature is on film? Oh, I would say for sure that Frankenstein was the most scariest creature ever been known to walk the earth. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that seems to we seem to be in in unanimous agreement so far. Uh, let's see what our other two other guests think. George, who do you think is the scariest creature on film? Oh, I, I have to say Nosferatu, man. When I see that movie with Max Schreck, I, that freaks me out. He is really scary. That's the very, very first uh, vampire movie that you're talking about, Nosferatu. Yes. Yes, that, that, was, that, was, that was with Max Schreck. And, uh, you know, in German and in Yiddish, the word Schreck means fear. It means scared. So Max Schreck knew exactly what he was doing when he was promoting himself for Nosferatu. Yes, I think that he did. Now, now I did see that um, that movie, and uh, I thought that, that that was a very, very scary creature. And then I also saw Shadow of a Vampire with yes. Willem Dafoe playing mm -hmm. uh, that same character. And, of course, he played it more, more for fun. Uh, George, did you happen to see that? I did not get to see the Willem Dafoe movie, but now that you recommended it, Betty Jo, I will make sure that I see it. I think I think you would really enjoy it. Now, Lizette, how about you? Yes. What who do you think is the uh the scariest creature on film? Oh, uh beside my sister-in-law, I would say um uh, well, you know, I'm I'm a little uh, not normal. Uh first of all, for being, You have to be you married me. Yes, exactly. For you know, first of all, for being married to uh George Benger. Try dating that. Try going steady with that, Betty Joe. Yeah, please. try go, try going steady with Jack Benny and Ralph Oh Joe my Mark. gosh. Uh it was it you didn't know who was going to show up. But um <laughs> now now the point that I was trying to make is that um I'm a little not normal because these horror movies, believe it or not, um all make me cry. Frankenstein made me cry because I felt sorry for the monster, and and I'm oh. I can't watch it anymore. You know what I mean? Like I saw it a couple of times, and I cried every single time. I cried with, when he went to see the blind man. Mm -hmm. I cried over the blind man. I cried over Frankenstein. You know, he was just some some big oaf that didn't know any better, and then you know he got caught up with the wrong people, and and you know it should be more of a uh, cautionary tale <laughs> than a horror yes, film. I, well, I can understand uh, why you felt so, that that way. So, um, yeah. The first the first time I saw it, now I'm uh, giving away my age, but I uh, I did see the original, <laughs> and, uh -huh. time, and I I was so frightened that I I just hid under my seat. I've told that story many times on this on this show. No. In fact, it well it fascinated me as as well as you know uh, made me you know just scared out of my out right, of my skin. Right. But but um, I I never did get that you know, weepy eyed over it until I saw the movie, you know, later on when I was older, so I know what you're what you're thinking about. Oh, uh, we we have another we have a suggestion from Kelly Bennett in the chat room. Yes. She thinks uh Stephen King's uh clown and I'm not aware of uh, of that. Have either one of you seen that, or have you, Mr. Uh, Karloff, or Mr. No, I never Lugosi? got to see. Look, look at me. So far, I'm out, I'm out on two movies. You know, you just mentioned the title, and I got upset. So I can't even. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that one's like. You know, uh, <laughs> we we tend to uh, watch the the older films, 
But for some reason, like the new horror genre, it's just too horrible for me. Well, with the special, <laughs> wait, with the special effects that they can do today, everything looks too real. Yeah, it looks too real. Yes, you can really think that it is is happening. I think that's a that's a very good point. But but when we're when we're uh, talking then about the scariest uh, creature on film, it sounds like uh, congratulations go to uh, Mr. Uh, Karloff for his portrayal of Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. How do you feel about that, uh, Mr. Karloff? Karloff. Oh, I am very grateful. I, I am happy to know that my film is the one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You are trying to steal my act. Uh-oh. <laughs> We have, well, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Betty Joe's uh, Frankenstein and Karloff are having uh, Karloff and uh, Bella Lugosi are having a little argument here. Oh my goodness! Yes, they Break are. It up, yes, they are. Well, well, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Uh, Lugosi, uh, please go ahead and explain why why you feel that uh, that we've been sliding you. Well, you have to see in my pictures, if you watch very carefully, every move is poetry. <laughs> I am a very sexy creature. <laughs> I will give him you that. You know, I, I got my that. start in the business working at the Vampire State Building. Vampire State Building. Well, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> well, you you certainly uh, were very, very frightening. In uh, in Dracula, there's no doubt about that. And um, but but I I just uh, have to have to say that Frankenstein's monster is the the scariest for me too. Probably because of the impression that it made on me uh, at the first movie that I that I ever remember seeing. And right. by the way, this this uh, is probably a good place to mention that Turner Classic Movies is releasing. That original uh, 30, 1931 Frankenstein on the big wow. screen on Wednesday, oh. October twenty fourth. I think that's a week from tomorrow. Wow! Uh, so in it's select be in theaters. Yeah, yeah. In, for one day uh, nationwide. I, I'm not wow. sure. It's not in every multiplex, but yeah, right, you can right. check your you can check your local listings, and Boy. it will be a double feature with the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh my gosh! Oh my wow. goodness! With Elsa Lancaster. See those yeah. on the big screen. Oh, yeah. 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 And how about that for. hairdo? That hairdo. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I and how to about copy how that. about the wonderful? Um, Fritz, who used to help uh, Frankenstein, the the Doctor Frankenstein, uh, he, <laughs> what a wonderful actor played by Dwight Fry, and he sounded something like this: <laughs> Master, you have to help me. <laughs> he had a funny laugh. Oh, yes. that's funny! Yes. Well, oh my goodness! Well, you know, back to Elsa Lancaster. I have to say, before Lady Gaga or Madonna, or any of the, uh, you know, the uh, fashion icons out there, yes. there was Elsa Lancaster as the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, yes I yes. agree. I agree. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to copy that hairdo after <laughs> I saw the Bride of Frankenstein. Betty Joe, don't put your finger in the light socket. That's I was about happened. to say. I, did, I didn't want to do that. But anyway, just imagine... Uh, if you're a horror fan and you haven't yeah. seen either one of these films on the big screen, oh, yeah. and seeing them together in a double feature, I mean, uh, please, you come on. If you're a horror out? fan, you owe it to yourself <laughs> to see, yep. see these two together. And that's, Absolutely. again, October 24th, Wednesday, what October What a fun uh, family 20th. thing to do, actually. Yeah. I, of course, I don't um, recommend the little, little kids to go. But, yeah, if you have some... 
what, a, a kid about nine and yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a fun thing to do. We could do that this weekend. Thank you so much, Betty Jo. <laughs> well, you're very welcome, and thanks to Turner Classic Movies for for doing that. Now, Betty you, Joe, you, have Betty a, you have a nine-year-old at your house, so maybe yes, you guys do. can... Yes, we absolutely do, and and he has to learn about these wonderful classic movies. He is getting interested in them. And Betty Jo, I have to ask you, when you were a kid and you went to see Frankenstein, there was no uh, rating system in those days. Do you mean a, even a little kid could go to see a movie like that? Oh yes, oh yes. If the family, wow. you know, our family was movie families, and you know, we yeah. just we just went to everything. In fact, my aunt once took us all to see Tom Jones because she thought that was a kid's, kid's movie. Oh, brother, are you kidding me? <laughs> Oy, Tom go Sawyer. Wow. <laughs> so we got a good, we got a lesson. We got a lesson. You you got a sex education there for we sure. Did. We did, we did. <laughs> well, move, well, moving right along, yes. um, I wanted to call on Mr. Lugosi again. What I am is, here, my dear. Oh, good. I'm so glad you haven't left yet. What is the scariest movie ever made, in your opinion? Ishtar! <laughs> Ishtar. No, I did. <laughs> Ishtar was the worst movie. No, the scariest movie I ever saw, I have to say, once again, is the Max Shrek Nasvratu, because it is so spooky and scary, and it is silent, and it creeps me out, my dear. Well, I know, I know how how you can get creeped out and you can creep other people. Out. Ishtar. Well, I never thought about that. I think that I'm the only person in the world who actually liked Ishtar. <laughs> so. I I have I also have a fond place in my heart for Ishtar. I understand. I feel your pain, Betty Jo. I understand, honey. <laughs> well, good. We 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 have some opinions that that are uh, we are, that are very sympathetic. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Sympathico, right? Well, well, Mr. <laughs> well, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Karloff. Uh, I am here. What do you I would th- like. Yes, yes. Please go ahead with your question. Well, I wanted to know what movie you think is the scariest movie ever made. Well, I want to side with my friend Bella. I love all of his films, but I loved Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Out of Space. It was a very good movie, I thought. Plan 9 from Outer Space. My my goodness, that's quite a selection. It's the scariest uh, movie ever made. I, I would I, I would think that's the goofiest movie ever made. <laughs> no, you well, want to know you want to know what's really funny. There was a movie that was made in 1959 called The Creeping Terror. Did you ever hear of that one, Betty Joe? No, I haven't. Oh, The Creeping Terror is the funniest, goofiest horror film I've ever seen because halfway through the movie they lost the soundtrack, so they had to dub in the movie. And they had to. The narrator says, "Now the man is getting out of his car. Uh oh, here comes the monster!" And it was this paper mache monster. You could see the people's <laughs> legs and arms coming out, eating the people. It was the goofiest movie ever made. It's called The Creeping Terror. Oh, I'm going to put that on my list because I do love to see goofy <laughs> movies. Joe, did yes. you ever see this movie called A Man with the X-ray Eyes? Another one. No, another one to put on my list. And listeners, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> that's, hearing... that's an amazing movie. And um, it's it's a different kind of horror film in the sense that, you know, this is a man that was born with uh, this uh, gift and it's uh, used and misused. And, uh, oh, my goodness, at the end, I remember 
feeling very, very sorry and very, very scared for the well, uh, main feeling, character. You, honey, you always feel sorry for the creature. I always do. It, even with, like, the monster movies with Gamelon and Godzilla, I cried over Godzilla. I'm a mess. I, You know, let's, let's just face it. I... You're the only person I know that takes tissues to a Godzilla movie. I know. I was like, Godzilla, what happened? Oh, get up. King Kong, well, we the have, same thing. Yeah, well, well, we have two movies that have been uh, been nominated for the scariest movie ever made. We have Ishtar, and we have yes. Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> and, uh, you didn't, you yeah, didn't so expect now, normal answers from us, did you, Betty Jo? <laughs> seriously, folks. <laughs> what do you think, George? What do you think is the scariest movie You, you really want to know, okay, the scariest movie, I'm going to say, is, and this is the truth uh, to me, when I was watching a lot of films, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen is the picture, <laughs> the picture of Dorian Gray. That is a that creepy movie. That was creepy. Mm-hmm. You it are was. so right, honey. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that was so. So you would go go along with uh, with your husband on that, Lizette? I would. I would because it was always that anticipation of. You really don't know what's going to happen, and everything is veiled behind this, you know, this beautiful man, and his. Um, He's a little bit too beautiful. Uh, well, you know, let's let's not go into that, but let's. <laughs> you know, uh, he he really loved this painting, and uh, to the point where you just didn't know what was going to happen, who was going to die, who was. You know, well, who's going to live? The, the film was in black and white, and when they show that startling scene of the painting in color with all the red and the, oh, my God, it just... It with goes, all his sin yeah, and all the, yeah. the terribleness that showed on the painting, it was like, okay, that's enough. I know. And, and I, again, I, I cried. Ah. <laughs> you stop crying. <laughs> you like Stan Laurel over here. <laughs> I've always, I've always really loved that movie. I, I do think now, that's Stanley, I want you to stop crying. All right, Dolly. Poor Dorian. Well, we have we have some excellent choices. Then uh, we have <laughs> Plan Nine from Outer Space, Ishtar, uh, the picture of Dorian Gray. But I, I have to, I have to go back to uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> that, yeah, the early Frankenstein. Of I, I think that that just completely wiped me out. It was just so frightening. But I you know, do have you know, two uh, films. Betty Joe, Betty jo, there's a scene in Frankenstein towards the end where the doctor, the original Frankenstein from 1931, where the doctor is trying to capture the creature, and they're in that... Um, they're in that big barn, and the, the, the windmill is turning, and there's just this, these close-ups of them looking at each other through the windmill, and that is, that is like haunting. It is, it is. That's really quite a scene. I, I have two others that kind of are tied for, for a second, and I always get very, very frightened um, when I'm watching movies about children in, in jeopardy. So The yeah. Night of the Hunter, that was made back in 1955 with Robert Mitchum. Oh, yeah. Just Absolutely, you know, brought uh, chills to my skin and my my about, hair. Yeah, stood. how about that yeah. other one with the kid, the bad seed, right? Oh my and the god! Bad oh, seed. yikes! And this one, this one is an odd choice, I I think. But the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> it's one of my okay. all-time favorite movies. But I cannot. Okay. Oh my gosh, I can I can hardly watch 
the wicked witch of the West and those uh, monkeys. monkeys. The monkeys. <laughs> the, the monkeys used to scare the living bejesus out of me too, Betty Joe. I understand. Uh, how about the March of the Wooden Soldiers and those those boogeymen? Oh please. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's got some dark. It's definitely got some dark scenes, but it's just the it's you know one of the greatest oh, movies, no. one of the greatest movies ever ever made. Well, I wonder if there are there are any suggestions from Nikki or the chat at this point. Uh, let me see if, if Nikki is, can give us a little report from the chat before we sure. move on to the next part of our show. Nikki, are you um, are you in the chat and do you have Nikki, entre vous, Nikki. I am in the chat. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, actually, first of all, at the beginning, it's hysterical. We laughed so hard that we can hardly believe it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really awesome. And everyone's talking about Lizette. And that's, yeah, and that's um, like they have no taste. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, let's see. And some people have never heard about the creeping terror. Oh yeah, the creeping terror. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, and the also the Dorian Gray story. Oh yeah. Never Dorian trust Gray. a beautiful man. <laughs> never oh. trust a beautiful man. Story yeah, of my life, yeah. Nikki. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I love Dorian Gray, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. I thought yeah, you he's, he's hot. He's the original bad boy. So who sure. knows exactly. the actor who played Dorian Gray? Anybody? Helmut Dantine, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Herd Hatford? Oh, was it Herd Hatfield? There are two, there are two versions. There are two. Like I've later. only seen the brand newest one. Oh, well, okay. that would be yeah. Hurt Hatfield. I think right, that's right, Hurt right. Hatfield. Right, yeah. right. Well, thank you very much for for those uh, suggestions, and and uh, I'm enjoying also uh, checking out some of the comments uh, from the from great? the chatters. Yeah, they're, they're really great uh, chatters in there. Steve Mendoza show. Steve, oh, Steve, Steve from the Steve Mendoza yep. show is there. I own a trailer, and of course Kelly Bennett, and a lot, guests, a lot hey, of yes, a lot of Kelly, 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 <laughs> Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> so thank you, Chatters. Uh, we, we really appreciate your your contributions. Well, um, now I think we've kind of talked about this, but I, but I, I do want to, you know, seriously get your. Uh, Ideas and suggestions okay. for what we'll try. was the funniest horror film ever made, and we still have Mr. Lugosi and Mr. Karloff here. So, uh, Mr. Lugosi, what do you think is the funniest horror film ever made? The funniest one is Young Frankenstein. Yeah! <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found thee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have to agree. That is the best movie I've ever seen. I didn't know it was supposed to be scary or even funny. I thought it was normal. <laughs> would well, you like a roll in the hay? It's r- fun. Oh, roll, roll in the hay. Roll, roll in the hay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we're unanimous on this because my choice would have to be Young Frankenstein. I still laugh whenever I think about the the creature oh, played I by Peter it. Boyle and Gene Wilder doing putting on the Ritz. Oh yeah. <laughs> putting on the Ritz. <laughs> putting on the Ritz. <laughs> two, two, three, four. I know. No, I, I, I like I like put the candle back. All right, put the candle back. <laughs> oh, too many, too many good lines. 
Oh, it's just it's just great. We oh, you know we did. You a, take a the blonde, and I'll take the one in the turban. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, well, and you know uh, the... Be- Be- Betty Joe Betty Joe played my wonderful interview with uh, Madeline Kahn, and she was in that movie. And oh, she was such a nice lady. Oh my God, I I adore Madeline Kahn. I've I ripped off her act. She is me, and and I am her, and we are one, and we are all together. I am the walrus, goo I love Madeline Kahn. I live, breathe, eat her. I think she is amazing. One of the most underappreciated talents there ever was, and we lost her too soon. Yep. Absolutely. I was so thankful, uh, George, when you did let us play that interview with uh, Madeline Kahn, and we did an entire Madeline Kahn tribute. and we. Uh, I, saw, I heard it. And she, I heard it, and it was great, and I it brought tears to my eyes, and I cried again. And let me tell you something. I, I got to meet her. I got to speak with her on several occasions, and Betty Jo, she would have loved the show you did on her. She would have loved it. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, that means so much to me. Thank For you sure. so, so much. Well, you know what? I... I see the first part of our show ran a bit longer than we expected, and I'm I'm so sorry that uh, Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff can't stay any longer. So I want to thank them both and wish them Godspeed back to the beyond. So bye for now, guys. Thank you very much. I am so happy to be with you. Goodbye. <laughs> happy Halloween. Yes, Betty Jo and Nikki and everyone out there were very, very busy. I have to go and fold my laundry now. <laughs> oh, no, you can stay. I'm just, I'm just excusing <laughs> Bella and, <laughs> and Boris because you know why I'm doing that, because I want to talk more about the mom and pop shop. I know oh. the <gasps> listeners want to hear more about it. Yes. George, um, I know yes, what motivated yes. you to create your mom and pop show? Hunger, hunger. Yes. <laughs> I was desperately hungry, and I wanted to find something that would pay me and feed me. Yes. No, actually, what motivated me, Betty Joe, to do it was that when I grew up on TV, there were hosts like Chuck McCann and Soupy Sales, and I wanted to try to bring that back where there was a host for everybody to be able to enjoy in the afternoon, you know, so you can let go of your stress and your strain and and just enjoy and have a good time. And that's what I tried to do. I tried to bring the past to the present. And that's what the Mom and Pop Shop is all about. Oh, and it's such a fun show. And it's no wonder you have so many many fans. Lizette, I know you have a great time doing the show. What's the most fun to you about doing that show? Well, the fact that it is a – we do pattern it after a mom-and-pop shop, the little candy store, that place where everybody used to congregate after school. Or, um, you know, since it is an Internet show, uh, we get a lot of people who work in offices who are – it's 4 o'clock, it's that last hour before 5 o'clock, and they're just barely holding on. And um, we're that warm, soothing – relaxing, fun place where, you know, friends convene and uh, you get a little message from mom and and some fun from pop and all the friends and all the mom and popsters, all the soupsters that get together and we just have a wonderful time. It's, 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 I would say the best thing, the best way to answer this question would be the nice thing about the mom and pop shop is that it was originally made to be a family project where uh, my husband and my child and I would be together for at least 90 minutes and have a little fun and make some friends and make people happy. Absolutely. Oh, that's a that's great. I, I and and you're doing that. You're definitely oh, doing thank that. But you. I, but, sh- 
but you have to have uh, some uh, challenges connected with doing this show every yes. every every day. What uh, what have been your biggest obstacles or challenges, George? On well, it's v- it's actually very difficult to keep coming up with new material every day. I'm always trying to write little jokes here and there. I you know I have had libs that I have to work on different characters. We discussed Lizette and I discussed the songs we're going to play, yes. what characters might introduce the songs right. and outro the songs. And just, it's got to have a flow like a ballet every day. It's sometimes, sometimes it comes off perfectly, and sometimes the ballet is a little skewed. But it's always there to do the best we can and to make people feel good. And sometimes it just works perfectly. In those days, I feel so great. Yeah. I say, I just did a great show. And, you know, oh. me, let me, if I could just give you a wise sure. answer. Um, it's, it's hard to get the sponsors, you know. It's mm-hmm. hard to get paid, uh, considering that we're, pretty much still on the ground floor of the internet radio phenomena and um you know you find yourself working and working and working and 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 doing these uh wonderfully creative things and making people happy it's just trying to uh make it pay off in some way i mean we are a family and uh we got to eat so this is this is the challenge. Yes. Well, it's it's really uh, a wonderful thing that you're doing because you're you're uh, bringing a lot of uh, pleasure and fun to uh, to families, and then you're you're having a great time yourself. What are your favorite characters to do on the show? Oh my gosh, I love when we do George and Gracie. Gracie, uh, is Gracie here now? Oh, hello, George. Gracie, this is Betty Jo Tucker. She does oh. a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, and I hello. want you to say hello to her. Yes, I'd be glad to, George. Hello, Betty Jo. How are hello, you? Hello, Gracie. I've been wanting to meet you for the longest time. I just oh. uh, love love your, your, your act with George. I know he wasn't uh, very successful until he teamed up with you. So well. thank you for, for doing that. <laughs> thank you. Aren't you nice? You know, <laughs> you know, George, it's, it's so nice to have Betty Jo. You know, she has to be the best radio interviewer ever. Oh, she's a great radio interviewer. You know, uh, sometimes when uh, you hear the radio interviewers and um, she, you know, and they're talking to these uh, stars. Yeah, and the they, big stars, the yeah, big stars. And they, and they get very chummy. Yeah, they get chummy like they know them, like they know them. Yeah, when Betty Jo introduces the people, she acts like she's never heard of them before. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. <laughs> oh, Gracie, great, uh, George. Uh, thank you for bringing Gracie along. Oh, I, I really, I really, really appreciate that. We love you. We love you, Betty Jo. We love you back. Not only, not only, not only are we big fans of your show, but we love chatting with you when we listen to Nancy Lombardo's show. Oh yes. I was just going to ask about that because um, that's how we met. With uh, yes. we got acquainted uh, when when we were in the chat with uh, yes uh, Nancy Lombardo. Those uh, great comedy concepts uh, show. She's a very, very uh, clever girl. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a very great. generous, very generous comedian, a nice person. Yes, and she really does. Uh, she's multi-talented. I mean, she can do impressions. She sings. She's an actress. She's been on Saturday Night Live, what, the last two or three times on Saturday yeah, Night Live? Yeah, we watched. We watched. Yes. We were there. We're fans. We were sitting right up front at the TV going, look, there's Bob Greenberg. There's Nancy Lombardo. And and we're missing her today in the chat. So well, she was, Nancy was doing some um, some work on a movie today, and she ran into Jodie Foster, and I said, did you hurt her? And she said, no, I didn't run into her, like bump into her. I just <laughs> I just said hello. 
Well, I, I, I don't know how she does everything that she does, and she yeah, has. A, I think there, a, there's more than one Nancy out there. There yeah. has to be. She's got, <laughs> she definitely it. got a got She's a, a phenomenal a clone. person. Yeah. Well, I think I cannot believe it. This has been so much fun. Oh, it's yeah. just you guys are. Uh, I, we just have to do this again sometime well, we'd because love to come you're, back. you're just such fun to talk with. And Betty Joe, uh, when are you going to come to Florida so we can go out with you and have some fun here? Well, I'm working on teleportation, okay. and uh, if I um, I haven't quite gotten there yet, and um, does that mean we can beam you up? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm working on. So it's, you'll be the first you'll be the first per- people I visit when I get the teleportation oh. worked out. Oh, that is fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thanks so much, George and Lizette. You just you've just <laughs> been such terrific. Yes, but it is time to wrap things up, and I want to tell our listeners to be sure, be sure to check out the Mom and Pop Show at 4 p.m. Eastern Time every day at hotmix106.com. That's and right. I almost, and I almost forgot to remind everyone that uh, you have still have time to send in your vote for the actor you think made the best film president. The deadline is Friday, October 19th. I guess that's this next Friday. And the email address is realtalk at comcast.net. That's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K at comcast.net. When we receive your vote, your name will be added to the random drawing for a free copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, my humorous life story with everything edited out, but the fun movie stuff which includes some outrageous horror film adventures. That's all for now, folks. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring this episode as one of today's picks. And another big shout-out to George and Lizette uh, Bettinger and to Boris Karloff and to... (laughs) And to Bella Lugosi. As always, thanks to Nikki and AJ for their help, as well as to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time when the famous movie mom and the mad movie man battle again over which creatures are more entertaining, monsters or aliens. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Now, in keeping with our horror theme this month, Let's go out with some spooky Halloween music. <laughs> <laughs>